Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome Henry Van de Pute, uh, who operates the, and is the CEO of the uh, Texas Gulf Coast Region Branch of the American Red Cross and has been in that position since 2018. Um, and you've got 9 million residents <laughs> in your area that are in serious needs right now. And, Henry, thank you for, for coming on. And in full disclosure, as everybody on the Madison Show knows, I serve on the uh, National Board of Governors. Um, and I, I, was, I, I was thinking about, man, what's, what is the basic need right now for you in Texas that the Red Cross needs right now, Henry? Well, right now the Red Cross is busy. The biggest need in Texas is power, um, but Red Cross isn't in the, red, the, the, in the power, power generation business. business. <laughs> right, right. So, but that is the biggest need, uh, to be very to be very honest. We have so many people, millions of people without power across the state, um, in every part of our state. And so what the Red Cross is doing is we're working uh, with partners, uh, community partners, faith-based institutions, you know, government at every level to open up and support over 80 warming centers across the state that are providing respite from this bitter cold and uh, sometimes just a place to charge your phone or necessary equipment, uh, use the restroom. The other thing we need is, is water. We, we're, we're having a, a difficult time getting water. Um, a lot of our state, about 25% of our state's population, is under a, a boil water orders, which for most folks in Texas, that also takes power. So it's a compounding problem that we're seeing wow. develop in our state. And and then and what a job you have because – even if you have the warming centers, so you have to find locations that are conducive mm-hmm. and with that, that, all these that, all these things you just said you need. That that is uh, absolutely correct. The the good news is you know Texas, especially where I am in Houston and along the Gulf Coast, we're we're no uh, we're used to having temporary power outages. So there's many community centers that have enough uh, generators. So that's the first step is finding uh, safe places that have reliable power sources or their own generators. Uh, but even then, generators are supposed to be used maybe for a 12- or 8-hour period. We've had some places that have gone 48 hours straight without power while the weather outside was you know, between 10 and 25 degrees, um, something that we're just not used to, our infrastructure is not used to. So the unexpected toll is busted pipes. Um, our codes are not meant for pipes to be exposed to 25 or 10 degree weather. And so that becomes a compounding problem as well. Even if you get a nice place that's warm, that's got a generator, there's no guarantee it won't be flooded out out of its own busted pipe. Um, So that is the reality in which the Red Cross, the volunteers, the partners are all delivering that life-saving mission of of keeping people safe from the storm. Now, speaking of life-saving, blood. Uh, this has got to be ex- difficult, is it not, trying to keep your blood donation going? And absolutely. We've had, uh, we've had to force cancellations for blood drives in approximately 30 states, so this goes beyond Texas. Uh, approximately about 16,000 blood, platelet, and convalescent plasma donations this month have been canceled. We were in urgent need 
uh, folks in unaffected areas, especially those with type O, to give blood now. Um, people need it, especially you know, those battling cancer. We know tra- organ transplant, uh, heart surgery, burn victims. We've seen in Houston a 187% increase in home fires since the cold weather started. Those folks need blood. So uh, we're in dire straits for blood. Like I said, over 30 states have been impacted by cancellations due to the weather you know, since Tuesday. And so that's the other way. Now, uh, uh, money is always helpful. Um, And so let's talk about that. If people want to donate, they can donate. And can they earmark um, if they, like, for example, if they want to help the people in Texas, uh, if I want to make a donation, can I earmark it to make sure that that money goes to, let's say, uh, your region? Uh, absolutely. We honor donor intent. But the best way to help, though, is is uh, by by going on to redcross.org, okay. uh, hit donate, and hit disaster relief. Right now, the biggest disaster relief we have uh, is due to cold weather. And so you know that uh, most of our teams across the country are engaged right now. The type of disaster relief uh, is due to this cold weather. So really, from the bottom of my heart, it gives us the flexibility to uh, help folks within the entire state of Texas geographically or the affected area. We would hate that uh, help couldn't get just across the, the border in Louisiana, who we know is, is hurting, Oklahoma, right. who we know is also hurting. Uh, and so really selecting that disaster relief means it's going to go towards disaster response gotcha. and help those folks that have been uh, been hardest hit uh, by by this really generational winter storm we are seeing. Yeah, I'm 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 reading now from um from the the Red Cross uh more and it's I imagine that number is is rising said more than 1700 people uh Tuesday night just Tuesday night had to stay overnight in shelters. Um, uh that is cor- that is correct. But again, most of our places that are even warming centers have intermittent power, cell tower service, so the reporting in on how many people are in what areas uh, yeah. is slow coming. I don't. I don't think we'll be able to tell a p- true picture until we get a reliable power grid, uh, so that we can get a count. The news we're hearing from our shelter managers and our shelter partners is no one's being turned away who needs right. the space, um, and that's what's important. I know just here in in Houston, uh, the mayor and the Red Cross partnered. Uh, to open up George R. Brown, which has over 800 people just in that one facility. My goodness. And how do you feed these people? They have to eat. We have great partners. Uh, local food banks have been helping out. We know that food insecurity has been a theme throughout this COVID pandemic. And so we've uh, established great food partners. Early on, uh, we were very lucky to have a, a, a stash of what we call heater meals. Uh, they're not the best, but they're hot. Uh, and uh, through a chemical induction process, folks can have a, a ready set meal right in front of them. So we pass those out to our warming centers for the first. We've got snacks, you know, uh, non-perishable items that uh, that we've put in all of these warming centers so that folks have food. Uh, no one's getting a burger and fry right now, but we make sure if they come to the warming center, they're they're not going hungry either. And people, uh, Henry, uh, I, I take it this is intergenerational. Uh, are, you, are you seeing families as well as elderly people? Absolutely. The, the most vulnerable uh, are, are, are also the most hard hit. 
So we have a whole bunch of folks that are elderly, functional needs. Uh, you know, especially with the COVID pandemic, one thing that we are seeing is more and more elderly who need oxygen and a steady supply of oxygen. So that has become an issue uh, in these warming centers and in folks' homes. Even if they have electricity, replenishing their oxygen because of icy roads and other access issues have become a compounding problem. Um, so we are, we, we, are, we are trying to help as many as we can. Uh, the entire community has come together, and in, in it is a beautiful display of human spirit. And, and a heart can thaw a whole lot of cold, but the cold's still around. So we need, yeah. we need to continue to, to work continue to, to uh, help our neighbors in need, um, and, and that's going to be something that with the power generation just not where it needs to be, we're probably still going to have folks without power uh, even as the temperatures rise. Yeah. So we're here to stay and, and to help the community in any way it needs in result of this storm. Okay, finally, let's one more time. If, and everybody, first of all, there's need for blood, pl- blood plasma, there's need because these operations have to go on, and and you know what hasn't been, you said something that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, and and I can understand it. House fires, because mm-hmm. people, yeah, because people are trying to heat their home any way they can, and then mm-hmm. I imagine you're also running in, and so those are burn victims that might end up in hospitals. Uh, you need the the blood, and then. You is you got to educate people about carbon monoxide poisoning too, don't you? That is absolutely right. We've we've seen an increase in deaths in, in Texas alone. I, I believe the numbers uh, above thirty deaths related to the winter storm. Most of those are either due to cold exposure or carbon monoxide poisoning. Folks running generators, uh, people running cars uh, in their garages to stay warm. Uh, folks sleeping in their cars in an enclosed area to stay warm. Um, and, and it's really uh, something that, that is life-threatening. Uh, like I said, 187% spike in home fires. A lot of those are due to trying to heat the home with a gas stove, um, and, and folks fall asleep and something happens. So it's very important that, yes, we want to keep warm, but we also need to stay safe. Same thing okay. goes with carbon monoxide poisoning. What's, and, yeah. what's very important is for folks who are listening who are in Texas who find themselves at that dire need, they need to call whoever, their local authorities, and ask to, to, for help if they need help transport to the nearest warming center, and folks will respond. I guarantee it. Okay. And, again, I always like to point out Red Cross depends, and people need to understand this, on volunteers. And mm-hmm. these are volunteers who are in the same situation that the people they're helping. And and and, is, and and go ahead. Yeah, I know you want to say that, that, that is true. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, we have a, a beautiful volunteer here who's been helping out at a shelter. Her name's Deborah Vaughn, and she hasn't been to her house in the last 72 hours. And we sent someone to go check it out. It's been without power. Her pipes are burst, uh, frozen wow. over. And we tell her about it, and you know what she said was, these folks need it more than I do, and went right back to work. That's wow. the volunteer spirit of the Red yep. Cross. That's right. That's right. Finally, give them the the uh, the website where they can donate uh, is is what now or the 800 number they can call. 1-800-RED-CROSS. And uh, you can donate that way or you go to redcross.org donate uh, and, and select that disaster relief option. If, if you'd like to earmark it for disaster relief, um, money would help. It travels fast. 
and it can help a whole lot of folks that are needed that need that help right away. All right, Henry, thank you so much, uh, and good luck, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Good luck to you. Zach from Texas. Hi. Joe, uh, we, uh, we uh, here in Fort Worth, Texas, it's ridiculous. The lights and everything's out. They went out Monday morning at 430, and they hadn't come back on yet. The water is getting bad. These people, they know that this stuff happened back in 2011. I, 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 I got you. they something about it then. Yeah. And they didn't do nothing about it. And then Greg Abbott get on TV and set up here yep. and talk about uh, how how the windmills are froze. That ain't got nothing to do with 2011. They nothing to do with it. insulated those generators. And Ted Cruz, I call five calls out every day and leave him a message and tell him to resign to get the. No, I, I mean really. I, I, first of all, he's not going to resign. So and I can't imagine he will. But I, I'm going to tell you the outcry should be so loud. I mean, if this doesn't get it, I don't know what it should be so loud that when he gets back to Texas. He should be saying, I will not seek re-election to the United States Senate because he should feel the heat. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't, under these circumstances, nothing will. Nothing will. After all that he's been through with this, this mob because he's he is he's he's responsible in in a large part. I'm not saying totally responsible. Anita from uh, Texas. Hi, uh, um, hi, Joe. Thanks for taking my phone call. This stuff going on down here in Texas. We are going to get together and we are going to vote these people out of office. This is a disgrace down here. They're talking about we have cheap energy down here. There's nothing cheap about the energy down here. We have sky-high electric bills, and my bill is divided up between two companies. One company we get charged for the delivery of the service, and then the other part of it is the actual electric bill. It is a ripoff. They did not winterize. They took the profits and gave bonuses to people in top management and to their dividends to their shareholders. That's where the money went that should have went into the system. And we got people out here, no water, no heat, going on four days. And And you got this jackass who just called me. And you guys wonder why I talk to some of these people this way? What do you want me to say? What would? And you got this jackass who's sitting up there in New York. And he believes it. I mean, he just takes it. I mean, you, you this, and I saw a lady, I, I saw a lady on television, an elderly woman. Her electric bill, Anita, went from $30 a month to $500 in one That's day. True. That's true. So this stuff about cheap energy, there's no cheap energy down here. They are taking that money and putting it in their pockets. And as for Ted Cruz, I believe that's something he would do because these Republicans, they're living on another planet. They're not living in the real world. Bill from Texas, are you there? Bill from Texas. Yeah, right here, Mr. Madison. Go, please, go. I'll get 
straight to the point. We got to vote them out down here in Texas, and there's only two people that can basically do it. That's Beto O'Rourke, who probably got cheated with that damn Ted Cruz, and we got the Castro boy in San Antonio. In order to make some change in Texas, we got to put the black, African-Americans, we got to put the Hispanics, and we got to put the whites coming out of Austin to Denver and put them all together, and we can dump this sorry governor, Greg Abbott, Okay. We can also dump this stinking Ted I got Cruz. You. Okay? I got this you. Darlene, I got you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.